Hey guys, just before we start, we want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Was that actually I loved it month and actually I loved it. Uh, This month the show will only be featuring Christmas films, oh terrible Christmas films, and trying very very hard to find the joy within. My name is Katie Nethercoat. And my name is uh, Kayla Christmas Hamill. (laughs) I want a Christmas name now. Um, What do you want to be? I don't even I feel like Kayla Christmas Hamill is excellent. Do you want to be Katie Christmas Nethercote? I would. I'm, I'm Katie Christmas Nethercote. All right, we're, we're distant cousins. Christmas <laughs> is our middle name yeah. here at Ailey Pod. <laughs> oh my god, tis the season. It, it tis the season. Um, I was actually thinking about it this week. Uh, Christmas movies to me, it's so much not about like any of the actual Christmas of it all. It's not about. Jesus or the religious holiday or anything Mm. like that. It's Mm -mm. not even about what the experience is here in Australia where it is summer and it's Mm -hmm. often very, very hot. Mm -hmm. Christmas to me is like cheesy American schmaltz. It's snowing. There's turkey. There's chestnuts roasting on an open fire, which I don't even know what that is. Chestnuts are delightful. You should have fire roasted chestnuts at least three times in your life they are beautiful they are yeah they're really really nice put a little bit of salt on them really do you like is it like a marshmallow on a fight like absolutely not um so (laughs) i think i think if i'm if i'm remembering correctly (laughs) yes the the chestnut is like it's got a hard outer shell yeah and that's what you put sort of you know my mum sometimes puts them on the stove with a bit of butter some salt but other people like you know obviously fire roasted put it on an open mm-hmm. flame um, and then you crack open the outer layer and it's like this soft kind of it's nutty but like it's not uh, like a peanut kind of thing it's really like it's it's uh, very comforting it's oh, it's really really nice that it's is kind not of what I thought it was at all yeah it's like a mix between potato but not a potato <laughs> taste but like kind of texture of mashed potato <laughs> and nut. I don't know if I'm selling this. Um, it's not what I expected. Have you? Where have you had roasted chestnuts? Um, I think we might have had them at a market at some stage in our lives. Oh my goodness! Probably, yeah. I think they do them. Uh, you know how sometimes they have those little pop-up um, yeah. shops, like along uh, Swanson Street, how there's that yeah, sort yeah. of little mini crepery, 
And then there's like another little store where they've got um, honey roasted nuts and it's like, here, buy a packet. That's where you can, um, ah. yeah, truly, you should put that on y- your Christmas list. I will put that on my Christmas list. And um, get those nuts into you. <laughs> Get those nuts into you. You heard it here, folks. Kayla Chris, Christmas ham. Tis the season. Get those nuts into you. <laughs> um, in any case, that's my idea of Christmas. Do you have the same kind of vibe? Is um, that? Yeah, I think I've got quite, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but like a plethora of feelings towards <laughs> towards Christmas um, because it is definitely that. Australia is not at all the first thing I think of when no. it comes to Christmas. It's always it is a Christmas movie that's usually based um, in the Americas, yeah. where it's snowing, it's cold. Um, some sort of family needs to learn a lesson about the true meaning of Christmas. A lot of lessons learned. A lot Christmas. of lessons learned. Um, but then I also think of like Christmas is pretty fucking stressful. <laughs> It's not super wholesome. It's genuinely like I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to like put up all the barriers and just be like I will do whatever it takes to make other people feel not stressed about Christmas oh, because it's because no. it's like for yeah. a lot of people it's like I'm going to see family who I haven't seen in a long time and I don't know what they think about things that I enjoy Aww. and you know like being a queer person and being like oh do you like the gays you know but <laughs> I and I'm this is just my own fear and anxiety because no of course uh, my family are lovely and learning but it's just it's just me being like well yeah. <laughs> invitation to a lot of conversations you wouldn't necessarily put your hand up for exactly and you don't want to have those conversations when you're possibly going to be drunk possibly going to be in a food coma and just not ready to have these kind of conversations with your uncle who's like 50 years old and he's like oh yeah yeah she's like uncle john let's talk about queer issues in australia right now (laughs) yeah and he's like i went on the boat the other day caught seven flatheads ah you know great john Great, John. Um, I I will get to the movie very, very shortly, but I made a decision a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, my One of my sisters had had a particularly hard time in her personal life, mm-hmm. and we as a family kind of decided, it was kind of leading into Christmas, we were like, we're going to go all in. Mm. We've never really gone all in before, but we are like, we need something silly and fun and removed from the rest of our lives to focus on this year. And so I think that's the year, like, I learned how to roast a turkey oh, and we just went and Jesus. bought, like, festive garlands to hang around the house. Cute. <laughs> and just, like, all this ridiculous stuff that's very silly and very cheesy. But almost since that point, I have absolutely adored leaning into the silliness of Christmas and mm. leaning into kind of, like, obviously there's issues and there's more complex things here, but just going... Nah, I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to wear giant Christmas tree light-up earrings. Um, the last couple of years, I have actually, because I sew, I've made myself a Christmas outfit. Oh, my God. Which is incredible. So I have the best shirt that has cats in Christmas hats, and I wear that every season. It's just like, it's very nice to, where you can, free yourself of, like, 
being a grumbly Christmas Grinchmas. Yeah, being be like, the Scrooge McDuckin yeah, or whatever the fuck let it is. Go of being the Connor Mead. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. And like, I just, I like embracing the cheese, which is why it's perfect that we're talking about Christmas movies. Because if there's anywhere else that is just like pumped full of Christmas cheese, it is. I would say North American Christmas movies. Absolutely. Embrace the cheese. Fuck Connor Mead. <laughs> That's the other tagline of this episode. <laughs> Get some nuts in ya. Get some nuts in ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, sorry, like, I, I definitely agree, agree with, with that kind of mentality around Christmas. I think there have been too many um, sort of rules that we think we have to follow yeah. and those rules just simply don't apply. And it's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want on Christmas. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. And if that means not seeing extended family and Absolutely. genuinely just going to the beach 10 o'clock in the morning, oh. having some champers with oh. your mother when you're 12 years old, that's <laughs> that's not a true memory from, from my past. <laughs> then do that. And do it's that. good. And it's fun. <laughs> Underage drinking, nuts in ya. <laughs> Kayla's like version of the best Christmas. <laughs> Katie, what is this freaking let's talk movie? About, let's talk about Deck the Halls. Okay, so I chose Deck the Halls uh, for Kayla to watch this week mm. uh, as our first kind of Christmas vibe. It felt like a good place to start with a more, I think, traditional movie. I expect we're probably going to reach some of the more Netflixy, Hallmarky style ones. Mm-hmm. But it felt good to kind of like start very traditional Christmas movie, hits a lot of the beats. So let's learn a little bit about Deck the Halls. Let's. So released in 2006, it's directed by John Whitesell and written by Matt Corman, Chris Ord and Don Reimer. It stars Danny DeVito, Matthew Broderick, Kristen Davis and Kristen Chenoweth. It's rated PG. Now I included that for you, Kayla. Thank you so much. Tis a true uh, <laughs> Christmas gift that you've given me. You're very welcome. Um, I didn't write a summary down in preparation. Great. But I felt like I could do it on the spot. I I need you to do that. And if you could make it some sort of version of slam poetry, oh my God. more Christmas points to you. <laughs> I'm going to forsake those Christmas points. Uh, a very basic summary would just be it's two grumpy white dudes fighting over Christmas decorations and ignoring their families. Oof. <laughs> Which is accurate. Um, hundo, hundo percent. What I will say is uh, basically Steve Finch, he is the king of Christmas in his little small town, right? He's quite a well-off uh, optometrist, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a very picture-perfect white American family. He's the king of Christmas. Everyone wants his perspective. And then in the middle of the night... In comes Buddy Hall and his family, uh, and then Buddy decides he wants his house to be seen from space with their Christmas lights, and thus starts this war back and forth between them. Mm. I I really don't know what more. The war of the worlds. Yeah. That's what it feels like the... for these <laughs> two little white boys. <laughs> the white dudes. Yeah. Um, I do have some critics. Yeah, I did do some homework this week. Thank goodness. So about well, time, Katie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm always unprepared. Um, 
<laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has a 6%. Um, Nathan Rabin from the AV Club says, Deck the Halls wants to be both naughty and nice, but just ends up feeling deeply confused. <laughs> me that and my, me when I was a teenager. <laughs> A familiar Christmas feeling. Um, <laughs> Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy. This nonsense seems to have been conceived on the back of a snot-nosed tissue by a, by a non-too-bright third grader. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. How very dare you. Some stories are written by children are the best fucking stories out there. <laughs> Just say it. It was written by like forty-year-old white men. Sorry. I mean, there I'm, was a lot of masculine energy in that. I'm uh, just yeah. I'm. I just don't like it when people pick on grade threes. No, it's a, it's it's the it's the extension of the teen creed. Teen creed. Exactly. Kit Bowen from Hollywood.com. Ah, another lifeless comedy for the holidays. It's just super to be reminded how mean-spirited and grotesquely commercial the Christmas season can be, isn't it? It is. It is a really nice, gentle reminder that we as humans hate each other. <laughs> Look, that does feel like a common common thread in humanity. Mm. So, you're not too far off. Um, I do. I do also have some thoughts from from the general public from the people who leave public reviews on the Rotten Tomatoes website. General Thank public. You for your <laughs> uh, Brendan N. Not a film with true purpose or clear comedy intent. Okay, okay. In your opinion. <laughs> uh, Daniel H. A mean-spirited, ugly Christmas film that stars two unlikable assholes. The last 15 minutes are fine, but they cannot make up for the hour and 15 minutes of shit that came before it. In your opinion? <laughs> Is that going to come after every, uh, <laughs> every don't reveal, Don't reveal my tactics, Katie. <laughs> um, I've got a final one here, and this uh, Wait, is from... I'm going to say, in their opinion... <laughs> Gloria 20F. I don't know what happened when Gloria was signing up, but her name as listed is Gloria20 space F. She got a little chill up her spine and her, and her fingertips went a bit she wild on the keyboard. She was a bit excited. Um, this is a terrible Christmas film that is not redeemable in any way or form. If you decide to watch this during the festive season, beware. It is so bad it can wreck the mood of the occasion. Hey all. Depends on the occasion, to be honest. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, with that in mind, what did you think? Katie, tis the season, to be jolly, fa la la la, I actually loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just opened my mouth and said words then, so thank God we got there. They were festive words, though. They were very, very festive. I'm going to say it again. Tis the season, tis the season, tis the season. Um, this movie was something, mm. and something it was. The thing is... Who was our last? Oh, 20F. Charlotte 20F talks about it being irredeemable. 
My question is, why does it have to be redeemable? Why are we always searching for redemption? You know what I mean? Why can't we just, you know, like nature, wait, what is it that Shakespeare says? Something about like uh, put a mirror up to nature and that's what acting is. Why don't we just do that? (laughs) Why don't we just do that for Christmas? Put a mirror up to humanity. G'day, this is Christmas. Yeah, so you're, are you arguing Deck the Halls is like a holding up a mirror to the Christmas experience? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Please the amount take of time, me on this journey. The amount of times I have seen two white men <laughs> having a go at each other because a Christmas light is uncanny. I have seen it at least once, Katie, <laughs> and once, <laughs> once is enough. <laughs> Let's go into the beginning where we see Matthew Broderick. Actually, not see, we hear. Mm. I have a real issue hearing Matthew Broderick's uh, voice and Danny DeVito's voice Mm. because I immediately think of two beloved films, The Lion King and Matilda. Yes. And I can't help but, like, even now my chest is tightening because those those hold such dear memories to me that... It almost didn't matter what Dr. Stephen Finch and Buddy Hall were saying with their mouths. I just heard Matilda's dad and the narrator from Matilda. And then I heard Simba the Lion. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing in a Christmas movie, you two? Get out of there. <laughs> you little scoundrel. Go back, to Nala. Go back to Nala, Simba. What are you doing? Cheeky. <laughs> um, so that's it. it started off. Uh, quite delightful for me because mm. I heard the voices and I felt the feelings. Mm. Um, there were some Christmas truths in there, which I really appreciate. Yes, please walk us through some Christmas truths. Um, that, <laughs> like, men are just fucking annoying. That's <laughs> 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 so dumb. Because <laughs> I, I thought, like, I, I hadn't seen this, I hadn't heard about it before, but I thought it was going to be the classic, oh, the neighbours hate each other and they're all pitted against each other. But the family, like, um, what was uh, Tia? Tia Hall. Tia, yeah. Was fucking lovely. Like I agree. She was probably, I don't know, I really kind of warm to characters like that. I, I love it. I love a sort of a fiery cheeky kind of mother figure yeah just because it reminds me a bit of my mum um in the sense of like doesn't hanging fall lewd into paintings yeah. in the house or? hanging lewd paintings <laughs> um <laughs> married to Danny DeVito yeah, um, yeah. you know just the classic very things your very, very your my mum um but I think it's more like as aside from um Callie Finch who did seem like the all-american mother who who sort of feeds the children yeah you know I think Tia of you know it wasn't very fully fleshed out character but I felt that kind of spunk you know that was sort of like I will do whatever I want yeah and fuck you like slightly pushing against the uh the barriers that the writers creators producers made for her during this movie (laughs) yeah it was very funny when I was watching it I was introduced to Tia and uh they have twin daughters who are just uh, super hot twins. Mm. Um, presumably the joke being that Danny DeVito has attractive children, which I think is an unfair joke on Danny DeVito. 
Anyway, my point mm. being, I feel like they introduce the family and you can tell they're kind of introducing them to be like, oh, look at these weirdos. Look at these kooky people. And I was sitting there like, I love them. I think yeah. they're excellent. And they seem to have like a really wonderful relationship with each other. The um, buddy is there for his daughters and like is totally a part of their lives. Yeah. They like clearly communicate all the time. I really loved the relationship between Tia and Buddy. One, because Christian Chenoweth, for the first time in her life, was taller than her romantic interest, which is just clearly a win. hi Uh <laughs> But also, like, they, as a couple, like, had disagreements and arguments and were listening to each other. And mm. it didn't seem to fall into the obvious... Uh, I don't know, fighting things that I think that Steve and uh, Kelly did. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I feel like the movie doesn't want me to like you guys as much as I like you. Totally, totally. It's like that's where the movie failed and I'm very happy that they did. Yeah. Because I wrote, like I genuinely <laughs> wrote, um, I think my when our first introduction to them, I was like, oh my God, what a fucking treat they are. Yeah. Truly, like as a duo, I what I wanted, I wanted more of of um that a first initial meeting yeah. of them sort of being um like this clown like duo, not not like the not the typical boring man wife husband wife yeah. bullshit thing, um, but I don't know, like it 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 got there in points and then it um was a real shit show. The majority of the time. <laughs> but I thought you loved this movie. No, I do. I love, I love love. <laughs> but like, I, re- I really liked sort of Kristen Chenoweth um, when she comes into the house and she's like, kind of, I don't know, like, yes, Danny DeVito's a sleazeball, but it's not your classic love story where they're like, yeah, we fell in love. It's like he was actually perving on her in an yeah. art class, what a wanker. But then she goes like, you know... <laughs> I got so tired of dating boys. Looks at the point. No offense. Oh, <laughs> it's like, that was my favorite part of the movie. It's so good. Like it wasn't. I didn't feel like. Ugh, don't say that. Like, but it was just. It was such a. Like I imagine, you know, she does a five minute spot, and that's like that's that's one of her quick jokes. I feel like I felt the actors of the halls almost fighting against their written backstory. Like, I feel like different performers, it would have been much more shallow. They would have been very classic hot wife, sleazy husband, which is what the backstory sets up. But I think it's a testament to the two of them and their likability that it was, they felt like a real relationship. And I don't know, there was a part of my brain that's like, I'm going to ignore that sleazy, this is how we met thing, because it doesn't feel like it matches with the couple we're presented with it doesn't like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel like it matches yeah the the characters that we're presented with because they don't play into those full caricatures yeah that's been set up and and I really like that but that it also kind of confused me because I I wasn't quite sure in terms of like Stephen Finch's and Buddy Hall's relationship Mm. what they were actually supposed to be like were they supposed to be this um, major minor clown duo where one of them is always trying to be the boss clown or were they actually meant to hate each other? I I think this is where the movie was a big uh, 
a misstep for me. Mm. So I I enjoyed quite a lot of it, mm. surprisingly. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I think the movie has an issue with is even though Matthew Broderick is extremely likable, mm. it, it, uh, uh, Steve Finch is a dickhead. I yeah, And he's just awful worst. at every point. And I feel like the way this movie wants you to go is you start off disliking Buddy and you start being like, oh, he's a bit of an asshole. And you're kind of on Steve's side. And then as things progress and you get more context for it, and you, da, da, the movie's wanting you to slowly turn on Steve mm. and slowly realise that Buddy is good. Mm. But it does not do that. No. It doesn't at all. It starts off, Buddy's great, Steve's being a dickhead for no reason. And this is truly my biggest beef with the movie. Mm. I was really enjoying it until the third act when they turned Buddy into an arsehole as well. Yeah, it was just really weird. It didn't make any... I mean, I guess, like, they gave reasons for it. But it was like the whole movie, Buddy had just been, like, wholesome dad... Working a new job, trying his hardest, doing this thing that he's passionate about and his neighbours are not adequately communicating with him that there's a problem. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't know. And then it just, like, flip, like, flip, flick of a switch, whatever it is, and then he's, like, horrible. It was really strange because it was sort of like um, a sibling rivalry where sometimes... I know for me, there were times with my older brothers when we were younger that I would just decide to want to fuck with them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we'd be getting along fine and then I'd be like, no, the reason I'm angry is just because you exist. (laughs) And that's it. Is that what you think happened? I well, it was really confusing it's and so and refreshing and refreshing. I will say, I meant to say this movie was very refreshing because it uh-huh. was unlike any other kind of Christmas um, challenge. Not Christmas challenge. It was unlike any sort of uh, clash of families <laughs> during Christmas time. I don't know what the fuck that trope is called um, that I have seen. But there were times where Buddy was like, okay. I don't want to be invisible. Mm. So he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that he is seen and heard and feels good, which is dumb um, Mm. for him. Um, But then there's random times where he like makes comments going and I'm going to be playing this music and putting this light show on on repeat until four in the morning. And he's looking directly at Steve being like, because I hate you. And it's almost like he's forgotten that. He's like, oh, the reason why I want to do this is because I want to be seen from space and I'm invisible. But yeah, like like that sibling thing of like, oh, no, I've just decided I hate you. <laughs> it was so wild. Yeah. I just found it like there's even a scene in kind of the middle of the movie when it's, it's kind of becoming obvious that Buddy's maybe taking the light show maybe a little bit too far. And mm. there's this really lovely conversation he has with Tia where he's like, I'm being silly. This isn't important. I am pursuing this goal because I'm unhappy and it feels like something to hold on to. Mm. And I really loved this conversation and that Tia was like, no, you leave the lights up. We both agree this is ridiculous, but like, I love you. You need something right now. This is okay. Yeah. And it's like, all right, they're communicating. This is cool. Like they both know it's a bit ridiculous. And then it's just like, he just like Jekyll hides into neighbor from hell and steals a Christmas tree and forges a signature and buys so fucking weird. Steve a car. Like it puts him into debt with a 
car dealership, which is definitely illegal. It's def like at least at least seventeen percent of his behaviour was illegal when at he was least. trying to at least. And that's too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> too much like, for my liking. It's too much for my liking, absolutely. But it was just sort of it came out of left field, came out of nowhere. It did. And it was just like there were so many setups for Buddy Hall, like that he was like, what was he? I just didn't know what he was. I didn't know what he was trying to be for the movie because he was like kind of funny but not kind of, you know, cheeky and um, uh, uh, villainous but not like hardcore villain but yeah. like sort of like a little – a sprite being like, ha, I'm going to fuck up your life a little bit. A little Christmas imp of mischief. A little Christmas imp of mischief. It acts absolutely – um, and then he's really good at selling cars and it's like, he's yeah. actually really accomplished. And then it's like, no, we got to bully him, but no, he's actually funny and fun and fine and normal and whatever. I don't know. It was just, there was a lot of things happening. There was a lot. I almost feel like, I don't know if it was like the writing or if it's because Danny DeVito is too likable in what was supposed to be a villainous character Mm. but it feels like they got to a point where they were like oh shoot steve's our protagonist and we need the audience to not completely abandon him Mm. and to still want things to end up good for him yeah so do we just like tank buddy's character or i don't know very confusing can we talk about how awful steve and the finches are Absolutely, we must. Um, <laughs> or can you defend how awful Stephen the Finch? Oh, are? sorry, no, I'll defend. Wait, who, what am I defending? Am I defending the fact that he is awful, or he's awful? Who's trying to prove what? I know uh, he's he's shit. But do you know what I I loved about this was please. again like tying it with the love for Simba and being like, oh, this is great, and then also kind of not seeing Matthew Broderick in a lot of these roles because mm. he usually does play like I'm thinking Ferris Bueller where he's kind of like the lovable um you know teen who's very mischievous breaks scamp. all the rules yeah he's an absolute <laughs> scamp he's a bloody larrikin um oh I just got shivers up my spine I think oh, I just wow. vomited in my mouth a bit I hate the word larrikin larrikin it's so triggering for me <laughs> um because it just reminds me of like <laughs> All the boys in my primary school who have grown up now. True blue larrikin. But what I enjoyed was like he's not he's not your typical kind of super handsome, super charismatic. Like he's not even like super like built mm. in in the sense of like he's not like a Christmas dad. <laughs> <laughs> that you see all the time. Who is a Christmas dad? I'm thinking like, um, who's a Christmas dad? I'm still thinking of the dad from Parent Trap, to be honest. <laughs> He's every dad. He's every dad, every season, every day of the year. A dad for all seasons. But, you know, like he's he doesn't have that kind of bravado that a lot of Christmas dads do. Yes. Um. Which I enjoyed because he was like a subtle fucking asshole. But it wasn't subtle at all. But he was like, (laughs) he showed it in a different light, in different ways. And I was like, yes, see, they do exist everywhere. It's not like, 
it's not like this archetype mm-hmm. that you it's have to like be a only show Christmas dad. Yeah, you can be a weaselly Christmas dad. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's basically saying that all Christmas dads are the fucking worst. <laughs> it's not just the macho Christmas dads. All Christmas dads can be terrible. They have all, the capacity to be awful. They all have the capacity to be awful. And it's that, like, it's totally that thing of, like, not all Christmas dads, but yes, all yes, Christmas, all Christmas dads. dads. Okay, speaking of his <laughs> dadness then. Yes. Uh, how did you feel about his relationship with uh, his daughter, Maddie? Played by the delightful uh, Alia. Alia Shawcat. Alia? I'm pretty sure it's Alia Shawcat, but... Alia Shawcat. Um, Any case, I'll delightful. chuck her a message and ask. Please um, do. So I hate, I hate... <laughs> Their relationship? <laughs> it's just very gross and disgusting. Mm. And it's Which very... Part? <laughs> all? All. Can I say all? You is can, there but- more... Is there more than like a hundred percent of something? <laughs> like you know when when you're like your sales have increased by one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah. Can you hate a situation hate like more than a hundred percent? For this one, I think that you can. Great, tis the season. Tis Thank the you. season. Anything is possible. It's Christmas. <laughs> um, just because like I I was thinking about um my relationship with my dad and mm-hmm. a lot of the dads that I know who never have that complex with with their daughters I've it's, never had my dad say don't wear that yeah me you're either. not dating boys you're not doing you're this. not allowed to date yet it's a really fucked up it's 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 really messed up like, it's very – if anything, I remember my parents kind of asking me if I was going to date people. Like, hurry up. And I was like, Mom, I'm trying. <laughs> Mom, I'm trying. I'm trying. No one wants to date me. <laughs> it's like, Katie, you, you, you have to talk to people. Oh, I don't fuck. want to. What? what do you mean? I just want to sit in my cupboard under the stairs and read books all day. <laughs> but it's, it's more like it, it felt – it's just – in a lot of movies that feels like it's a normalized thing and maybe it is in america i have no idea but it just feels like utter horseshit it's not a dynamic i've come across no reality i'm sure like there are some people who might have that dynamic and to that i say i'm so sorry that that is a part of your life like that seems really awful what an awful way to grow up and to be told that you are an object even in your father's (sighs) eyes like that's that's truly horrendous I think the worst part is the gag uh, where there's this, like, Christmas festival in the town and there's all of these, like, fun little events and it's like a fair. And to be honest, I would be absolutely desperate to attend one of those. Uh, That sounds amazing. If someone wants to give me flights internationally so I can experience a white Christmas just once in my life, that would be... um, (laughs) Please, please, please. please. Excellent. Please, 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 please. Um, But at this Christmas fair, they have, like, this little talent show element and they introduce, like, Santa's babies. And Ugh. the three girls come out. It's very Mean Girls-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't see their faces. No. And it's immediately obvious to the audience that it's clearly uh, Buddy's twin daughters and Steve's daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're watching it. And as they're watching it, they're, like, fighting with each other. But then they decide to agree on being sexist and gross. Like, that's the one that's thing how that they unites get along. them. Yeah. 
is like how hot these young women are on stage. And then obviously they turn around and it's revealed that it's their kids. Mm. But before that, they're yelling out, who's your daddy? Yeah. Which is like, I just... What? Does that do it for anyone? <laughs> I think so. No, I think so. Okay. Because I don't know, because like I, I, I don't know much about the like sex cultures and and everything like that. Yeah. But when it comes to daughters and dads, <sighs> that's fucked. Like that's where <laughs> correct. That's crossing the mistletoe Ooh. line. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's so messed up and gross. And the fact that we had to kind of watch that and then kind of be be told that like ha, 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 we it doesn't make them the bad guys it makes them sort of the lovable goofs that they yeah. fucked up and it's just like well where's where's the space for the daughters to be like hey dads you have real issues mm. that you need to solve um and you need to stop projecting it onto me Here's my thing. I think even beyond the gag that they're their daughters, I think mm. if you remove that from the occasion and it's not they want to have sex with their children because when they realise that it's their daughters, they're disgusted and like, oh, my God, oh, this yeah. is foul. I think it's just like these grown men leering at and objectifying what are clearly young women yeah. in this public event and heckling them yeah. about their bodies and how hot they are During when they're Christmas. both married and their families are there at goddamn Christmas. Exactly. It's so, so wild. It's, it's so very uncomfortable. Weird and so uncomfortable. And then it's like, it makes me think like, you know, even even the boy, the, the brother, Carter, mm. I think his name is, how he's like, it's funny how he, he's like, I'm a depressed 10-year-old. But mm. then again... His story falls into that bullshit thing of like a young boy already learning to sexualize women yep. and yet this movie is rated PG mm. yet it deals with so many things like that of of young men, old men just seeing women as sexual objects and it's bullshit because I think I, I was, I've been reading Growing Up Queer in Australia and in one of the um, the sections – they write about how, you know, in, in Australia that, that that culture wants to protect young children from, mm. from sex and from being exposed to sex too early. And that's not the fucking case. They want to um, prohibit children from seeing same-sex relationships yeah. at a young age. Whereas you watch any movie and they have relationships with, they, they were talking about like the lady in the tramp where that's like an overtly romanticized relationship between two fucking dogs. And then you watch cars where like the cars are like the female cars, quote. We all know cars have gender. Have exactly. they And they do. That's a fact. Cars is a documentary um, <laughs> that they are sexualizing the female cars. And then you get dumb fucking Christmas movies like this where the 10 year old boy is like, I think this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And he's probably like has no idea about his body and, and what sex is and what relationships are. But it's okay for him to to say those things. It's wild, isn't it? Because I think when you think about it, the screenwriters and all of the production team involved uh, circa 2006, weren't, you just know they weren't even thinking no. about including that stuff. It's just like, well, that's the kind of joke that you make. 
No. And like, yeah. that's just, and so it's, I think it's fascinating, these like pockets in time, not that we're free of it at all. No. But when you just look at something and go, oh, that's like, that's just normal. Yeah. Like, that kind of joke is just, oh yeah, that's the joke you make. Because it's and not like, even, it's ah! it's blatantly obvious in these movies. It's not even subtle. Whereas no. for, for the more dangerous movies nowadays where it is super subtle, <laughs> that you wouldn't get the dads um, saying, who's your daddy? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have that and like have sort of it scenes. Be that on the nose. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't have scenes dedicated to them. Like being like, oh, we're bad dads. You'd have just maybe a moment. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, I know how the creative team, team feel about, feel about <laughs> I know, women. <laughs> I know who the creative team is. Yeah, yeah, and it's all the same. It's all white men with Tim Allen's head, <laughs> I've um, decided. <laughs> while we're on this Christmas festival, I would love your thoughts on the, the race, on the speed skating Bradbury moment. Oh, my God, total cop out. <laughs> Stole it. Any anything more to add? Any any flavor text or description? I mean, he's already like he just made it into the limelight, Bradbury, and then what has fucking deck the halls gone and done? Taken that moment from him. It made me angry as an Australian citizen. I love my country. (laughs) Bradbury erasure. Don't erase Bradbury. Fuck. Made me I was fuming. Nah, I didn't um, give two shits. Oh but like it was it was honestly like, oh yeah, that was that moment where the dude everybody fell over and that dude won. It was so dumb. And like I just didn't want any of them to win. I wanted the German couple to win. Who weren't German, but hey. A mysterious foreign couple. Dude from SNL who I see a lot who's very funny. Fred Armisen, I think. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know who who um, his wife was. That's so yeah, annoying. But her that. face is so recognizable. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know them other than I'm like, you have been in a lot of. You have been like a bit character in you're a lot that, of yeah, films. Yeah, you're that kind of character. And you are things. very funny. And and go for it. You said you you wish the movie was more about them. Oh my god, I I wish I absolutely. <laughs> Tis my only Christmas wish is to have that German ice skating couple mm. in every single scene. I did love that they did a slingshot maneuver. Yeah. Uh, during the speed skating race. That's where I thought they were going to win it. I would have been yeah. really, really pleased if um, neither of the, the dads won. I agree. I and agree. it would have been great if they just won and then they were like, oh, yeah, we're pathetic. Merry Christmas, and then the show ends. Um, to change uh, pace a little bit, uh, so Bobby, in order to be seen from space, he covers his house in all these Christmas lights. Bobby, he steals oh buddy, power- buddy, buddy, sorry, not Bobby. Buddy steals power <laughs> from uh, neighbors' houses. He's got lights everywhere, and then he has this control panel. That's outside. <laughs> and I I know, obviously, you're an expert on uh, all things electrical, Kayla. And I just wanted your thoughts on the oh safety message of um, of Deck the Halls' lighting situation. Oh, my God. Katie, did I tell you I electrocuted myself on Thursday? No, you didn't. What? <gasps> Katie, I electrocuted myself on Thursday and I went to hospital. <gasps> what? <laughs> I went to ER. Are you joking? I'm not even joking. I thought oh that's why God. you were... <laughs> 
So I am a professional. Kayla, what the I, I electrocuted myself. Um, and I can't even say like I shocked myself because it was, I electrocuted myself. What did you do? I went to. Did you um, set up um, a bunch of Christmas lights in the snow? I was setting up a bunch of, yeah. And there was snow and I was just stepping in puddles, having a splash around. Obviously. And then I was like, what happens if I do this? And thing is you get electrocuted. No, I was, um, we've just moved in and some of our lights, the globes, there's no globes and they haven't worked. And so it's been a couple of weeks and I didn't realize that like the light switch at the wall was turned on. And because I couldn't see the light globe fitting, I actually had to stick my hand into no. the lighting fixture and my no. fingertip went into the socket no. and I got electrocuted. And my no. heart was beating very fast. And I swear to God, my veins in my left hand <gasps> were like popping out of my skin. And then my arm went dead. And I texted my partner and I said, hey, so I just electrocuted myself. She called immediately and was like, so my dad's on his way um, and he's going to take you to the ER just because we need to check on you. And I was like, oh, so it's a legit thing. <laughs> it was so oh fucking weird. God. And what did turns they say? They, it, was, it was okay. Like, um, thing is, I didn't burn through my skin, which is kind okay. of like a, a danger. And the fact that my heart rate went back to sort of steady after a while, it was good. So I just got an ECG to make sure that my heart was uh, beating at a regular rhythm and then they were like your arm's gonna feel dead and it did feel dead for quite a while and they're like it's gonna be annoying but um there'll be no lasting damage and I was like thank you so much (laughs) oh my god I thought I told you no that's why you were like having a dig being like you are uh, now an electrician (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say. That's... Um, it's it's a true uh, Christmas miracle. I mean, uh, for anyone listening, please don't stick your fingers into live sockets. Yeah, don't do it. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> um, not even as like a funny thing. Not like, even as a bit. Not even as a bit to be like, hey, this will be really funny to share with Katie <laughs> later on in the week <laughs> when I've recovered. <laughs> Oh my god, I electrocuted myself. <laughs> um, so when I saw, you know, I, I think I do have some expertise in this area. When I did see that all of the electrical equipment was outside covered in snow, mm. aka water, which melts mm-hmm. and finds its way through little cracks, <laughs> I was like, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Did your arm start like pulsing? I got the tw- tingles <laughs> and my hair went on it. Like it started raising up and I was like, Zzz. I got the, it's almost like spidey, spidey senses, but it was. It was spidey sense, but for ele- electrocution. <laughs> yeah. I was getting, the wattage was, uh, the, <laughs> was got coursing through my body. I was like, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Oh I, my it made me like, to be honest, I should, this movie was quite triggering because there was so many lights. <laughs> And I was worried for everybody's safety. <laughs> One light can do enough damage to last a lifetime, Katie. So imagine what a bazillion lights can do to one fingertip. Goodness. Um, that does, talking about sockets and outlets, I feel like <laughs> I've noticed these in other American films as well. Mm. I'm really scared of their sockets. Yeah. Because I think in Australia, 
it's pretty standard to have like the on and off switches on mm-hmm. the power sockets. I don't think they have that in America, which means that they're always live. And then, really? Yeah, I believe so. I might be incorrect, but I feel like my housemate is American and I feel like we've had this conversation. Right. Um, so somewhere in America, this is the case. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I keep seeing in movies all these like power boards that have like 20 things hanging Attached, off the yeah. one power board. And it makes me very anxious. And mm-hmm. now knowing someone who's been <laughs> electrocuted. Electrocuted, <laughs> yes. Um, it's very uncomfortable and it makes me very nervous. And then seeing that kind of system also half buried in snow. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely <laughs> it's genuinely not one of those like thrill-seeking behaviors that um you should sort of be like, "Hey, I want to try that out once." <laughs> it's genuinely like death. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not even a oh, I'll try it out cuz I'm a daredevil. It's like, "No. No. No. Don't do that. Don't like have a million cords stuck in one socket at Ooh. once." How is how is that logical? How is it safe? And how is it the thing is, how is it so common? We no. see it in so many movies that we are led to believe that it's a common occurrence. Yeah. And it's like this is around people's houses. I and know. and I know for a fact that not everybody in America is an electrician. Wow. I know I that know for that. a fact. I didn't know that. It's on Ridley's Believe It or Not. Oh, of course, of course. Um, weird fact. <laughs> it's such a weird fact. You wouldn't thought. You wouldn't have thought it. You wouldn't have I thought it. I would have thought that they all all were um, electricians. Exactly, but now it's been confirmed by Ridley and by Kayla Christmas Hamill that <laughs> not all Americans are electricians. Yet they have what seems to be the most dangerous setup it's in their so- households anxiety inducing it truly is and like even when they um switch the they get all the fucking lights into the mm. generator and they all switch it and then sparks mm. come up it's like that's not supposed to happen and then and then it worked with the sparks yeah and it's like, guys this is not no no mm-hmm. not sustainable um on the christmas lights it, mm. there were a lot of lights to be fair it was a very impressive display mm-hmm. of christmas lights that buddy ended up with yeah but there was also a little shitty part of me that was like, I think I've seen better houses. Absolutely. Because it's not quantity, it's quality. Yeah. It's quality over quantity. And Buddy, again, he's just like, if I have the most and I have the best and I have the biggest, mm. I'm going to be fucking seen from space. And it's like, no, if you have one super powerful light, you can be you can Yeah, be just get space. one giant awful spotlight put yeah it on your roof and aim it directly up yeah duh that's what you do duh. buddy duh why wouldn't you do that buddy idiot also um, just get everybody around the neighborhood to turn off their lights so there's no light pollution exactly Fucking um idiot that has reminded me this was incredible after the film i was having my debrief with ollie as i often do mm-hmm. um we were talking about how absolutely wild the premise of the movie is all of that kind of stuff. They're basically like destroying their houses. Um, and he reminded me when you see Buddy and Tia moving in, mm. there's a Felice sign on the house. Now, this is Ollie's memory I'm going off of. I, I don't remember it myself. But apparently they're leasing this house. 
Oh my god. They do not own this house. What are you doing? They're not getting their deposit back. What are the leasing laws in America? I have no idea, but surely it's not uh, burn it down with Christmas lights. Is leasing like, yeah, you can do what you want for a couple of months. <laughs> we don't care. Have a go. I have no Fuck. idea. But that changed the movie. Um, obviously, as someone who very clearly um, lo- loves this movie, love love. Do you, do I you wait. A, I didn't say that. I said I love love. You said actually, I loved it. So, fuck. Mm. Fuck. Any fi- any final? Um... Am I on the naughty list now? <laughs> You're on the confused list. I'm on the I'm on the <laughs> naughty and nice but confused list. <laughs> Do you have a do you have a diamond in the rough? Do you have like something um, that shone out to you? Because I, I I did have a good time watching this movie. Yeah, I think I I didn't, but I think there were things that I was like, okay, this this is salvageable to um, kind of like you know, it's it's when when you're having like a really uncomfortable day and you're like, there are certain things that will get me through the day. Yeah, there were those kind of things. I don't know what they're called, but let's say they were like, they weren't diamonds. They were not diamonds. They were kind of like little pats on the back or pats on the bum, whatever you prefer. And like little Christmas baubles on the tree. Yeah, little Christmas baubles that um, shine on and off every now and then because like the battery's slowly dying. (laughs) Um, So I got little flickers of of Christmas baubles um, and I think it was – Truly seeing Alia Shawkat. Yes. Because uh, they're incredible. Um, mm. If you haven't seen Search Party, I highly recommend. I also really enjoy it when parents say that their kids are weird. <laughs> and that was at the start where Steve Finch and Kelly are talking about their children being like, you know, Madison doesn't really talk to people and Carter's really sad. And they're like, let's just like real talk. Our our kids are a bit weird. Mm. And I, I really like that because a lot of the time with wholesome families, um, it's like my child is perfect and yes. we love them and they know everything and they're so sweet and innocent yet they know what the world is. But these kids are, are fucking weird. And I kind of <laughs> love it when parents are, kind, are like are really startled and bewildered by their children. Yeah. Um that was that was quite nice. I think my my diamond is and I think it's the saving grace of the movie. It's the relationship between the mums. Yes. Who, no joke. I was wondering if at one point they were going to leave their husbands and just go off with each other. Oh my god, wouldn't that just be the best Christmas movie? I personally I think if you're making it today, that is the ending of the film. Is just them going, "Hey, you dickhead white boys no thank you <laughs> dickhead white boys <laughs> um but the i think the the icing on their relationship cake comes from um both wives put their foot down and they're like no like your behavior is not okay they set boundaries which i love to see women mm. do um and they take the kids and they actually end up making their own little christmas together which i think is really sweet and resourceful yeah like they don't actually allow or rely on they don't 
they don't allow the men to like continue to ruin it. They're like, oh, we're going to leave and still, you know, be fucking adults about this and make sure, try to make sure our kids have a good time. Exactly. And like, Mm. they're actually focusing on what is important to them, which is their families. Like they're just, they're getting shit done. Um, But my favorite thing in the entire movie is the fact that they do this like two days before Christmas and so obviously they don't have any decorations or anything. And Mm. so there's a scene of them in the motel where they've found a branch and they are decorating it with tiny bottles of liquor from the mini bar. Yes. And that... Yes. Oh. Oh. Just the best. Just beautiful. Truly the spirit of Christmas. It feels like a lot of that stuff... I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm a fan of Kristen Chenoweth. Feels like it's got her kind of cheek written all over it. Yes. Just because that's kind of a lot of her characters that she plays, even when she's like Galinda and Wicked, she's yeah. she's so much more than like the pretty blonde lady. Yes. You know, absolutely. she's there's a little bit of fire in there and I really I fucking I fucking love that. I adore her. I think she's, she's incredible. Yeah, she's so so good. Um do you um do you have sort of any taglines for this or do we have like anything I don't know, like do you have a Christmas wish about this? <laughs> if there was one thing you could change. Well, I <laughs> Christmas wish to change. Um I think making it a uh more of a bisexual romance with the mums mm. would have been my Christmas wish. Yeah. Or genuinely that they'd kept um, Buddy being nice. Because yeah. I was really – because I love Danny DeVito. I mm. am a huge DeVito head. Yeah. Um, and I – DeVito till you die, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's my, he's my ride or die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I – and I just – I don't like seeing him play – someone horrible and even like Mr. Wormwood and Matilda gets like a bit of a redeeming moment when he and Mrs. He Wormwood signs the adoption go. papers I, I know okay <laughs> this is a huge this is a tangent AF yeah. but I genuinely I don't know what it is about it the scene when Mrs. Wormwood is looking at Matilda and is like you're my daughter oh. um, and like decides that the best thing that she can do as a parent is to let Matilda go Oh. And he's like recognizing. I think it's much more Mrs. Wormwood in that moment, but mm. I think uh, Rhea Perlman, who's actually Danny DeVito's real life wife, who plays Mrs. Wormwood in Matilda, yeah, so good. Oh my god, she like it. has this beautiful acting moment of like, I love you, you're my child, and I am not what's best for you. Yeah, and I don't know that moment in Matilda makes me cry mm. <laughs> every time. Because Matilda's a good fucking movie as well, and it sets you up for that. Ah, oh, um, the long story being, the long story short being, I like when Danny DeVito gets to be nice characters. It gets to be dickheads that have, like, little pockets of fun and niceness. And I just feel like they made Buddy bad. Yeah. And it was not justified. So my Christmas wish would be this movie again, but Buddy is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kelly and the family realise that Steve is toxic. Yeah. And they leave him absolutely fuck off to somewhere warm absolutely do you have a christmas wish for this film yeah similar to yours i wish it was just like simba the lion and mr wormwood (laughs) yes (laughs) as neighbors and 
<laughs> like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like Absol- half live action, absolutely. I just wish the entire cast of Matilda were there. Yes. Um, I I wish there was more of a correlation between the world of Matilda and Deck the Halls, where yes. Miss Trunchbull was their neighbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mi- Miss Honey was <laughs> the witch who lives in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> make it more of a fairy tale make it less mm. about two dickheads being dickheads mm. and get a lion in there why not chuck a lion in it'll fix it <laughs> it works in jumanji like don't put your finger in a socket chuck a lion, chuck in, a lion it. in there That's there you it. go easy Look fucking busy. dispensing so much advice so much christmas wisdom <laughs> christman <laughs> fuck i keep <laughs> Christmas wisdom, qu- wisdom, 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 wisdom. Always do it, and I'm like, I always have faith in myself to pull through, but never fucking do. <laughs> I think it's the commitment. I, yeah. I can respect that. Yeah, you go for it. Um, I do, and I. Like a Bradbury. Everybody else falls over and I get to that finish line first. One day you're going to get one and it's going to be so good. I'm going to have my Bradbury moment. Just you fucking do. Um, Katie, I did say that we we should do the recording of my Christmas clue later. Yeah. But I'm feeling a bit fruity and I'm feeling like maybe I could improvise. <laughs> I am so excited because I, if it's not obvious from this episode where you were supposed to love it and I was supposed to tear it apart and we have flipped roles because I did enjoy this movie a lot. You did. I can't. I'm so, I'm honestly, you are so much better at this kind of form of finding good things about bad shit. About tricking myself into enjoying Yeah. I just, I, I hate it. I hate everything. You live in reality. I live in reality. (laughs) Live in a tiny little Christmas hut. <laughs> it's a beautiful hut. It keeps you safe it's from all the monsters. stunning and all of the bad parts of the movies. Okay, I'm going to give you my clue now. Please, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Katie, I have no idea what I'm doing. Great. You can do it. Here it is. It's the clue. It's a shit movie. It's got the gal from high school musical in it. It's really shit. It's on Netflix. And it's kind of like Parent Trap, but worse. It's a movie. It's a movie with that gal in. The movie from high school musical one, two, and three. She is a baker, but oh, also a princess. <laughs> this movie's a hot mess. Encore, <laughs> encore. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> um, you know, Princess it. Switch. Absolutely. My question is: it one or two? Can we, I was my question is: do you want to do? Double whammy. Do you want to do both? Double feature. Yes, I do. Okay, double feature. Let's here do we it. go. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so excited because I haven't seen um, number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I've seen the first one, but I seen haven't the seen the second one. one. I probably didn't see the first one. I probably glazed over and just was I watching. I think that's the only yeah. way that you can watch it. My 
I think my favorite part about the first one, and I will go into detail next week, it is Vanessa Hudgens' accent. Yep, it's just Vanessa. Vanessa, it's Vanessa now. Vanessa. Um. Okay, folks. I have a feeling this episode was a little bit like last year's eggnog. Um. Thank you so much for listening. Um. To actually, I loved it. That is the podcast name. Um, It is just as a reminder to myself if you like to follow us on the socials we're on instagram at actually i loved it we are on twitter at ailey pod and you can email us at gmail uh, which is actually i loved it at gmail.com um send us some christmas banter send us some christmas stories um that have haunted you since you were a wee little babby if you are also now an electrician because you've electrocuted yourself, I would really love to know that story. <laughs> Get some Christmas tips on the best way to design your Christmas tree lights. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to, I mean, if you'd like to, you must. This is a must. Otherwise, you'll die in seven days. You must review um, this this podcast like the ring but a little bit more like festive and happy yeah but like you still you will still die you'll die of laughter days. maybe yeah. can't confirm it but yeah leave us a review um again as usual tell my mum to listen to this please please tell Kayla's mum oh my god it's getting a bit uncomfortable um, I speak to her every week and she's, and she's just, not listening she's so. not she's not listening um, and lastly, huge thank you to Imogen Siegler. Uh, you can find them on Spotify and Bandcamp. They're fucking great. They've done some Christmas tunes for us. Uh, we couldn't be more grateful. Tis the season for Imogen Siegler. <laughs> All right. Uh, ho, 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 roo. <laughs> ho, ho, roo. <laughs> kill me. Actually kill me. Can we please, let's do a sequel, Deck the Halls, literally. And like, it's just, it's like Fight Club, but Christmas Mm. Fight Club. Yeah, it's just Steve taking on each member of the whole family. Oh my God. And losing every time because he's such a shit. (laughs) Oh my God, he's he's so awful. He's so shit. Ah. What an absolute turd. Um.